Welcome back, Kev. Welcome back, Rob. What the fuck's going on? How you doing today? Good. How you feeling, buddy? You getting over a little, uh, little flu? Getting over a little illness? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Just rocked the 101 fever for a little while, but... Yeah, you know, if you were in China, they would literally seal you in your house. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's not COVID, at least. <sighs> yeah, they don't care. Um, that's the first thing we're going to cover today. China. Is China. China. Um, zero COVID. Yeah, there's zero... Their country is revolting, basically. Which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. For a notoriously docile population that basically goes along to get along with everything they're government does there is finally a a point where they said enough is enough a breaking point yeah because for, for people who don't know china has been employing the zero covid strategy to the umpteenth degree like they're and xi jinping they're now basically like supreme leader uh it's basically been using it as an excuse to implement further security measures, fight terrorism. Right. I think he's just using it to like basically build this system where he can monitor everybody. Right. And there's some really like scary stuff that you've been seeing like in the news and on Twitter about what they're doing to the Uyghur Muslims. I don't know if you're familiar with any of this is like there's there's varying reports because everyone in the West and especially America Mm -hmm. is like they're putting these Muslims, this minority Muslim population that lives in China in concentration camps Mm -hmm. and like not allowing them to practice their religion. And a lot of that stuff is valid. Mm -hmm. Um, But then like sort of Europeans, even like legitimate media people that are like not necessarily Chinese propaganda are like, Mm -hmm. well, this is America just saying that because China is their enemy. Okay. Like we're just trying to like feed bullshit. Just don't like China. Right. But there is a very valid argument to be made that they're they used the Uyghurs before COVID Mm -hmm. to test out this new surveillance state technology where like oh to see if it would work and everything like yeah that? Oh, yeah okay. and it basically did and that's why they're what chinese citizens are doing now they're calling it the white paper revolution right or what was the brand what was a four a four paper well because that's just like the standard letter size right. paper right so and because china's surveillance is so sophisticated and all-encompassing mm-hmm. they have more and interesting fun fact they have the most security cameras in the world mm-hmm. but america has the most security cameras by population like per every person okay like so like for every one of me there's like three cameras yeah whereas but in they China just it's like 2.7 or whatever uh, okay but right. just goes to show you people like to think that oh we're so far from what china is right now we have the technology. We I could do it. Definitely think we have. I, I think that they. I think it's the same. I just think that they do it here in a much more subliminal way, where like you're just not as aware of it. I completely agree. Yeah, and I think what we're seeing in China now is sort of the culmination of what would have happened here if we let. Like there were a lot of people who, you know, there's still something like 25, 28 percent of Americans who didn't get vaccinated at all. There are a lot of people who said like I'm not with this COVID stuff. I agree with you. Like, I understand. China doesn't have that. But they don't have that option. I don't know if it would have gone as far as they've gone. Definitely not that far. But I'm saying it's the it's the path that we could have been on if we weren't so uh, even at times obnoxiously like stubborn. Like if we were kind of like just freely giving up our liberties and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have been a. 
I mean, I don't know how quick things kind of tend to happen pretty fast. So I don't want to say it, it would have been a long time, but I, yeah, I don't think it would have been as bad as it is in China right now. No, I mean, but that's, that's my point is that American exceptionalism or idealism or whatever this like stubborn shit that you get when you come from a revolution of mm-hmm. a country like you you're built in like now i'm not going to roll over for that yeah i guess there is a certain degree of uh you know bend don't break that yeah encompass, yeah you know yeah, exactly um so i, I kind of want to get into some of the specifics about it because mm-hmm. it's today's monday we're recording this and all over twitter all over the news is like you know this is, I, I read, listened to NPR today. They were like, oh yeah, this all stemmed from uh, a fire in the Xinjiang yeah. region. 10 people died, I'm right. sure. Or it was nine, right. it was nine or 10. And I think that really does, uh, that type of coverage really does a disservice to what's really been going on there. This is not uh, out of nowhere. This is not like, uh, China has such an extreme stranglehold on communication in their country, on messaging, on mm-hmm. what gets to leave China, what information that global journalism so you're saying like this this has been sparked up for a while this mm-hmm. one incident isn't just like the catalyst for why Co- all this is happening correct correct this has been and you're now seeing this and we're gonna i'm gonna clip in some videos like uh these people they're not just chanting about you know they're in the streets now on mass everyone's seen the videos because western media now can't ignore it that's how big it's gotten mm-hmm. but they're not just saying uh we hate these covid restrictions they're saying right. xi jinping needs to go they're saying uh we want to be democratic they try like chinese citizens, speech to a degree they and, want. and that doesn't come just from two years of being like Oh, it's COVID. It's so one big thing I wanted to talk about was before a lot of outlets were picking it up, but not, you know, only like a week ago, I think the 22nd or the 23rd, there was an here, go to the uh, video um, of Foxconn is, um, no, not that one. No, now it's going to play. Oh That's my fine. God. Um, Foxconn is a company that Apple outsources its manufacturing to in China. Mm-hmm. And that's where like you get all and here this video too is of right now they're like welding people's doors shut, shut to keep this? them inside. No, you don't have to play it. Okay. I'll, I'll play it. But like right, yeah, it'll go into the thing. They're welding people into their buildings, which is crazy because like oh Jesus fucking oh, that, that that's all. Um you know, people can't get food. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the argument is like that's all provided for them. Well, I, you know, yeah. I don't think so, but I'm right. sure some people I'm sure get it. Some that's people what don't. They're saying, yeah. Um, this one you want to go the next one? Next, <laughs> my God. Yeah, you went back there. God damn it! You're, you're swiping the wrong way. That's <laughs> right. We're new studio. Yeah, set up new equipment. Yeah, we're uh, we're out here. All right, here we go. The audio issue should be fixed. Here we go. Yeah. So this video here. And this is uh, Jennifer Zhang. She's a reporter in China. Um, people, so Foxconn is Apple outsources its manufacturing of the actual iPhone parts to Foxconn so that they can uh, employ children and use slave labor. And Apple doesn't have to get its hands dirty. Um, nice little loophole. Apple also today. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, is considering uh, taking Twitter off of its. App Store. I did not threaten Elon Musk with that, um, but they're fine with these people working for them um, and all being. So what happened is Foxconn probably like a week ago, and this has been Foxconn. Their employees have been uh, rioting 
having yeah. these mini riots for over I saw a month. this one video of them just like throwing barricades down and shit like that. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know if that was Fox. Was that definitely Foxconn? It was definitely Foxconn, yeah. Yeah, yeah and they have, I don't think they have just one plant, but they have, they have it in uh, Zengzhou. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't get the pronunciation right, but this reporter calls Zengzhou iPhone City, basically, because that's where they build the iPhones. It's crazy. Um, and people are basically... Uh, being forced to work in like uh, the conditions were horrific before because Foxconn famously built nets and chain link fences. Yeah, on you its were telling me before because so many of their employees were killing themselves because it's miserable hours, shit pay, terrible work. Um, it's probably gross conditions. Yeah, and it's the reason why there's an iPhone in everybody's pocket, and it's only five six hundred bucks, is because the people that make it make five six hundred bucks in a year. I was gonna say maybe five or six cents like a day. Yeah, yeah. So um, these people, you can only push people so far because now. What happened was because Xi Jinping used COVID as an extension of his authoritarianism, the corporations like Fox, like Foxconn mm-hmm. used COVID as an extension of their greed and their shameless capitalism mm-hmm. and said, well, listen, there's COVID. You guys have to stay here. Like you're not allowed to, you know, like we're in lockdown. This whole city's in lockdown. That's what they do. They lock down the whole city. But. Do you know how People long they've been like locked in there? It's hard to get specifics. Like I, I see some stuff in like telegram groups really like, you know, uh, like I haven't talked to, to any real Chinese people about it, well, okay. but like, you know, there are some people range that they've been in one building without like seeing any of their family for up to four or five months at a time. Well, I, months. Yeah. yeah Holy yeah, yeah, yeah. shit, dude. Yeah. Uh, because I, I mean, especially earlier on the, the, within the last year, they've kind of lightened their COVID thing a little bit. People are, like up until a year ago, there was no, like there was no leniency in COVID. They have drones that like hover outside your, your, and all, like the thing about China making is making sure like you're where you're supposed to be. Yeah. The thing about China is it's the most populated country in the world. It's very rural in like all the Western, you know, they have like those 20 mega cities where everybody lives. Mm-hmm. And outside of that, I'm sure things were different COVID wise, mm-hmm. but in these mega cities where everyone lives stacked together, they, it's literally like dystopia. They have drones floating up and down saying in Chinese, stay in your homes. Don't they, they make people, they encourage people to rat their neighbors out. Like there's like with what incentive? Uh, like a lot of it is just social pressure. It's not like they haven't gone so far as to be like, if you don't do this, you'll go to jail. Mm-hmm. But they make people through propaganda like shame their neighbors to be like, not even like, hey, you broke COVID rules. They'll shame you if like your dad broke COVID rules. Like you should be fucking watching your dad. That's like, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's it, it had been very successful to a point, but they took it too far. Mm-hmm. Foxconn. Was trying to take it, please. Was trying to take advantage of their workers by just forcing them to stay in uh, in their buildings and work. And that's them throwing their personal items out. So this is when when. Um, but what's I, what I don't understand is that if that's their per- personal items, like what's the point of that? <laughs> They're just like I'm getting the fuck out of here. But aren't they locked inside? Well, they weren't anymore. This is what happened when when the civil unrest built to a point, and the they were attacking the cops. And okay, the people keeping okay. Them inside. So it's more of a sign, like I'm getting my shit out of here. Like we're not saying. Yeah, fuck this noise. Okay, I got I'm you. out. Um, and so that, like, th- see, that's uh, it's disappointing to me that that angle is getting isn't getting covered as much by CNN. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, for anybody that's just like listening, it's capitalism and like the piles and piles of people's stuff on the ground. Yeah, 
so this is uh, how many stories you say that building is 10 12 i can't even see yeah, yeah i mean at it's least at least 12, 12 stories yeah. and on the ground there are piles at least up to like the first and second stories of clothes yeah there's a good like, five or six feet of fucking shit yeah. there and it's like people just throwing their shit out the window one pile i mean it's probably a good 50 75 yards of shit it might also be like a a, a sign of protest like, fuck you. We don't want this shit. Well, they don't have many ways of protesting, I guess. Right. And this is so that then that's a, another interesting aspect of it is that uh, the white paper. the Yeah. Which I think is really cool. Yeah. Me too. I mean, I wish it didn't have to happen, obviously, but it is like a it's perfect. Yeah. You know, it's like the symbolism for it and everything. Yeah. Um, uh, excuse me. I just um, I wanted to like basically. I think the reason it matters is because we were talking about this earlier. Like I've been paying a lot of attention. I've been reading about China's demographics Mm -hmm. and how the, what the one China policy, one child policy that they had of like killing all the, uh, uh, like if you had like a baby girl mm-hmm. and she was like your second kid, they would like either kill her or they, they aborted a bunch of them mm-hmm. or they would like make them. They wanted like a firstborn son. Yeah. Right. And only one, like you were only allowed to have one kid for a while in China. Um, and it like terminally stunted their demography. Meaning like if you look at the projections of what their population is going to look like in 40, 50 years, mm. it's, it's just going to be all old people. And then like whatever babies are being born in the workforce. Exactly. There's going to be a fucking 30 year gap in their workforce. Mm -hmm. And this now coinciding with like the biggest civil unrest that they've seen since Tiananmen Square. Mm -hmm. It's, I think it's really interesting timing. Do you think that's something they just didn't see coming when they instituted the one child thing? Oh, for sure they didn't. How could you? And what was the original like purpose of that? Because they were growing too fast. To uh, to curb their yeah, population. Their population. Which is now going to come back and bite them in the ass. All it right. is. It's going to... Listen, what goes around comes around, bro. Yeah. Every... Uh, I think Newton's third law of thermodynamics, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. I don't know if this, that thermodynamics applies here, though. I think it applies to everything. That's... that's right. it's, I don't, it's... I just karma. don't know. It's I don't karma. know. It's think about it. It's, that's what karma is. Karma? Well, yeah. Around, but like, I just, I just don't know, like... <laughs> Is karma thermodynamics? Uh, yeah, it's all one song, bro. It's like Grateful Dead. It's all one song. <laughs> Don't get me going on that. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm. I can't even. I'm not going into that right now. So keep going. Yeah. Sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> just my quick little esoteric bullshit. Um, that was it, though. I just think it's very interesting. Well, do you think like? Oh, all right. So I think it's very interesting that there's a revolution. I think it's like kind of cool in a weird way. No, I, I don't know if it's gonna quite be. A revolution. Right. I know. I know. I mean, like, I want it to be just for their sake. And I hope they like, you know, a lot of people have to die in the process of that. But, yeah, you know, hopefully for better pastures. Well, do we do you see like a possibility where like Xi Jinping is actually just like, all right, you guys win. No more COVID shit. No, that's not going to happen. I mean, even if it does happen, do you think people would, would like accept it? Be like, all right, we'll take this carrot. Yeah, I do think they would take that. Interesting. Um. He just, I, he just seems so ruthless that I don't think he would do that. Um, do you ever see John Oliver like has a, a bit about him? Like did like a no. an episode on him where he gets super mad when people compare him to Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> so he just kept doing it. <laughs> like he actually gets mad when people fuck. What? Xi Jinping does. What the fuck? Of all things, I guess everybody has that one. Uh, uh, whatever. Well, your fucking ego probably gets so big when like everybody has to say yes to you that you or you'll kill them. Like, don't call me Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
But all right, so let's say they do have like a revolution. What what do you think like what do they need in order to overturn his rule? I don't know, like a bunch of fucking tanks and shit? I don't know. Well, I was going to say the military. Yeah, yes, exactly. They need the military. Um, or everybody else. Like, the entire population of the country. Like, th- I mean, this is interesting because... Yeah, and I'm gonna. I didn't put some videos in this slide, but I'll put them in of like them literally fighting the cops. I mean, it's crazy. Like at a certain, you can. Every man has his has his breaking point, and that's got to be so. It's so dangerous to do that there. I mean, like, can't you just be executed for that? Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's also interesting too that they haven't been. Uh, they haven't been as heavy, from what I'm seeing, on like grabbing people out of the streets and like pushing them into a van and never be seen again because mm-hmm. that was happening a lot early in the pandemic I, I had seen a video of that um it seems like now like the, i know last night they let them i heard this on npr today they let them protest till 2 a.m and then they were just like all right you guys all have to go home or else we will kill you maybe they're just uh i mean that is like their smartest move i guess in a weird way for china yeah. just in terms of like destruction like just let them protest and tire themselves out that's what we did in um when george floyd died yeah so i don't know we'll see how that goes yeah what what were you saying about apple again about uh, elon musk oh there they might take twitter off the thing yeah which is uh, like so today they pulled their um advertising well we're i'm not I mean, they're restricting the the file sharing thing in. Uh, oh, that's why I was going to bring it up. Right. That, yes. That, that's why I, I was trying to get us back there. Tell me, t- tell them about that. They're Apple agreed to restrict uh, file sharing, airdrop. Like airdrop file sharing for, I guess, like they released a new update on their phones out there in China. Oh, my God. Which is kind of interesting, because if you think about it, if you know that like that update's going to do that, I'd just be telling everybody, like, don't update your fucking phone. I wonder if. That, well, yeah. It's a good point. You know, I, I don't know. Like, theirs might just fucking update automatically for all I know. But um, I, I the thing about China, dude, is that, like gives me like hope for civilization is all these like back channels that the smart people in China who like know how fucked up and authoritarian their world is like the degree to which they are still able to communicate underground and mm-hmm. take the risks that they do and like spreading what the government would call propaganda. They have to do that. Otherwise nobody will know. Exactly. You know, but that's exactly. crazy. I mean, somebody has to, you know, somebody has to be the Harriet Tubman, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Literally. Um, but anyway, the, so the update, instead of like being able to airdrop to like anyone around you with like yeah. an air, uh, iPhone with like the airdrop capabilities, yeah, it'll still let you do it, but you can only do it for 10 minutes. What does that mean? So there's just a cap on it. So like if I just turned my phone on to like airdrop, mm-hmm. anybody could just like airdrop me information from anywhere mm-hmm. and you could just be like walking down the street, like fucking file and shoot files yeah. off. Like, all right, protest tonight, like here, blah, blah, blah. But I can't be checking my phone every 10 minutes to turn it back on. So I'm going to miss some information somewhere along the way. I don't understand. 
so, do you mean? What do you mean you can't be turning out? So after what? ten minutes, so now instead of that just being open to mm -hmm. like gathering, so you, you have to turn it on. You have to turn it on, and then it'll go off automatically. Every, in yeah, 10 after ten minutes, okay. you'll only be able to accept shit from friends, like contacts. Okay, but then you can just turn it right back on again. That's my understanding of it. Interesting. And then so it's just like a little bit of friction, just make it <laughs> yeah. a tiny bit harder for them. Exactly, it is a little bit. I mean, subtle. I think it is a. I think it makes it a lot harder. I think it's a bigger roadblock than it's subtle though. It is very subtle, but I mean, like you know, you're just doing something as before like you could have just got shit at any time yeah and now it's like oh shit i haven't checked well, my you, phone in you two can hours. also if you want though even here in america you could set it so that random people can't airdrop you yeah you can so but like we're not you know in the middle of a white paper revolution right now we're not dude but this is kind of the point i'm, I'm because roundabout like, trying to get to though is that uh, we're you know i don't think we're like even necessarily close to that i oh i see it, it's just that the parallels to me i think are like a good lesson for americans to be like stay vigilant like it's it wouldn't be that hard for apple to do that here if the government and by the way like i don't know if you know this people have seen this like there is now documents leaked out from the doj and other federal departments that like uh the white house was in direct contact with twitter facebook google about covid information and about asking them to minimize certain voices certain things yeah. oh my god and voices things and they did that zuckerberg admitted on rogan that they uh like watered down the algorithm well, for Biden I laptop heard that one. like um, i'm just saying people we we should think about the relationship between our government, government yeah. and no, not us and our government, our government and these massive tech platforms that oh. we conduct our entire lives on now. Well, I, Elon Musk, I, I saw a video the other day where Elon Musk was like, I mean, like bragging, but I, Elon was like, uh, I want Twitter to be like WeChat, which is China's only social media app. Okay. And he's like, you can live your whole life on WeChat. You can do payments. You can do, and that literally scared the shit out of me. I was like, dude, like he also it's wants like to build centralized platform that you could just do everything yeah and that's my point is that apple is centralized enough mm -hmm. like you still most people who have an iphone need their iphone to do no, everything. you're right like i fucking i don't have like apple card or anything but other like other than my finances you know photos contacts yeah dude payment information not like the actual bank accounts i guess so there is some sort of finance there but they're they collude anyway those these companies there's a service well that's why i say like i'm not surprised like i i, I kind of assumed all of these like big corporate like or the government was in the pocket of the big corporation or like somewhere yeah. along the what like line yeah. there was a relationship there you know this actually I, I would love to keep going on this but we only have a certain amount of time yeah that's true that leads me to um my the next story because so last night i was i just finished the big short the book and he was talking about uh how these now like morgan stanley and like aig and General Electric say like all in different industries, mm -hmm. but they all buy up exposure to each other. Mm -hmm. I forget what the exact phrase is. I'll find it in the book and put it in later, but okay. he's like, yeah, they all own stakes in each other. So they have mutually assured destruction. Okay, right. So, so that whatever one of them does, even if it's wrong objectively, it's very hard for another guy to be like, I can't back him like this is why and you said like oh i don't have you know my i don't have the apple card on my banks it doesn't really matter though because like we saw when andrew tate got banned mm -hmm. for I, I think they said just like misogyny or whatever it was they're all just in it together anyway his bank 
took his accounts away. I didn't know that. Like, and uh, there's nothing in, t- in a bank's terms of service that's like, if you violate YouTube's terms of service or Twitter's or whatever, we're also going to take away your money. Mm-hmm. But they just fucking do it because no one's going to question, like the people yeah, that question I mean, them are going to get censored by the social media companies who also have a vested interest mm-hmm. in that information not being public. So they all have a vested interest within one another. Right. So it's that like George Carlin says, it's a big club <laughs> and you ain't fucking in it. No, I ain't. No, I ain't. I wish we were in the club. And so I was reading Big Short last night. And the reason I started reading Big Short last week was because of this FTX stuff. Mm-hmm was really starting to like sound exactly like what the the movie because I love that fucking movie <laughs> um, like it reminds me it, it's very similar why because of the Binance guy um, no what about him well, he, the Binance like CEO or whatever, bought a bunch of the FTT token, uh-huh. and then he fucking just unloaded it all. Yes, and he tanked the whole thing. Yes, that's exactly what happened. So, um, <laughs> Cheng Penzhou, they call him CZ. Um, oh, that's a sick name. It is Cubic Zirconium. <laughs> um, he is the owner, the CEO of Binance, which I believe is the biggest, or maybe it was the second biggest. No, they're the third largest crypto exchange. It depends on who you ask. Oh, wait, wait, wait. FTX or Binance? No, no, no. Binance. Oh, oh Binance. Yeah, I, I don't think know, Binance actually. is the biggest. FTX was the third largest. Yeah, it's like Binance, Coinbase, and FTX. So, and just quick for, I know a lot of people don't really know what the fuck is going on with crypto. I just want to like uh, make the, make the point that. Owning Bitcoin or owning a cryptocurrency in like through a wallet on the blockchain, which is the technology, is a very different thing from owning any type of crypto within an exchange. What that what what it means to own if you owned crypto and FTX, mm-hmm. it meant that you owned uh, like a, cre- a creation of theirs, a token. I was gonna say it's like a stake almost. It's right? yeah, and it and it correlates to the actual value of the cryptocurrency itself, but it's not the same. And this is why you see when these things collapse and many of them, FTX, the fucking nuts things about FTX is they were buying up failed um, other failed coins, not coins, um, exchanges. Oh, oh, okay. Like yeah. they, they were like, oh, you're going down. We're going to buy. You. Yeah, dude. What's the big one? Oh, fuck. I, there's so much FTX shit in my brain. Um, I forget what it's called, but they, they were buying up two different exchanges. One that had already gone bust. But the thing about that is if you own it on an exchange, mm-hmm. it's the same as like owning stock owning like a bond from Bear Stearns when they fold. Sure, like the value is that, but there's no one on the other end to pay you anymore. Well, right. And so basically all of their holdings, FTX, like their holdings were in their own coin. Oh, am I not speaking? Yeah, that's, that's much better. Okay. Their holdings were in their own coin. So when... <laughs> When they when the guy sold it all off, that's why it all fucking tanked down. Um, I gotta, well, yeah, it, it's it's kind of more complicated than that. It's really convoluted, but like essentially, so Sam Sam Bankman Fried was just like, I don't know how old he was. He was pretty fucking young though, right? Um, from what I I mean, I, he's not like some old guy. No, I, I don't know. I mean, how he might old be he like is. thirty or something. Let me look it up. Keep keep going. Um, what you're saying. Yeah, he's this like. He became famous for this absolute like bullshit called effective altruism. He's 30. He is 30. Okay. Um, is that real? 
Yeah, that's for real. Oh, dude. That's happening outside. <laughs> the, the five hour coming. Yeah, dude, they heard me fucking talking about the banks. They're like, we can't. We put up a, a fake threat online to see if the FBI would actually come and they call their bluff. <laughs> yeah, we're getting swatted. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, yeah. So FTX, basically, let's, let's try to walk through it real quick. Yeah. So uh, I believe it was about three weeks ago now, beginning of November. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's rumors that they're facing a liquidity crisis. It turns out they were insanely overleveraged, which had way more risk exposure than any capital they had. Um, and Sam Bankman-Fried was basically like tweeting and like talking to people, like everything's fine, but I, we need to combine with Binance, which is who CZ mm-hmm. is the CEO of. Now, if you know anything about it, he basically had been like talking shit about CZ forever. Mm-hmm. He was big in Sam Bankman-Fried, the FTX CEO, was big in like donor circles. He mm-hmm. was the second biggest uh, contributor to Joe Biden's campaign. Okay, um, I think he gave him like something like five million dollars. And through this guise of effective altruism, which was literally some bullshit brand, he like admitted was part of a persona to help court investors. Okay. Like to build the brand. Yeah. But so he was a a darling of the democratic party. His mom is like one of the biggest, most influential donors. Like she like runs. This is all the FTX dude. Yep. Okay. Um, she like runs a, what do you call it? Like a, like an organizing, like a, one of those things. Okay. Where, you know, like like a fundraiser <laughs> yeah but a big machine where like they campaign for you know blank and blank and they get they do the flyers and the, and the emails and everything you know? okay I, like, I wouldn't know how to put a word on it but i understand yeah, what you're saying i'm shot right now mm-hmm. i've had like three of these today I yeah i am highly caffeinated um and so you know he was in all these circles he was basically uh the whole time trying to get the regulators because crypto is still a very new unregulated industry within finance. Mm -hmm. So the laws are still being written about it. And he wanted what FTX's main um, venture was to be legal in America because it's not. What FTX really did more than anything was allow people to make bets on with borrowed money on cryptocurrency. Okay. So the, you know the way like FanDuel, like we're degenerate gamblers. You know the way the <laughs> FanDuel makes you put your money in before? Yeah. That's how it's supposed to work. Right. But in college, when we had bookies, we would make our bets first mm-hmm. and then really hope we didn't lose them, especially when we didn't have the money to cover the lo- losing so bets. So this is what they did. That's exactly what they let people do. You could go, but you- Okay, that, I see what you- I see what you- Yeah. They, they, why would they do that? Are they banking on everybody losing or just banking on one day having the capital to hopefully, you know, pay they back were banking on, They were banking on everybody losing, which was a good business at the time. I think because they made up to thirty-two billion dollars. Well, but it's yeah. the, just it's the reason they had to be uh, based out of the Bahamas because that's not legal in the U.S. So all they did in the U.S. was they created FTX U.S., mm-hmm. which only was just strictly a crypto exchange. Okay, and that's why they created the FTT token mm-hmm. so they could have a product for the U.S. market. Okay, and that's where the fuckery kind of starts to happen because we find out that. Sam Bankman-Fried also owned another company called Alameda Research Group. Okay. Which he basically had this girl, Caroline Ellison, who he was like somewhat romantically involved with Uh running it. Uh Supposed to be completely separate. They call it has to have a firewall. Okay. They were working out of the same offices. And what Alameda Research Group was doing was buying FTT, FTX's token, Mm -hmm. and taking 
making massive bets on like hold on um yeah taking massive bets with like ftx money because what was happening was that's on like what exactly just like just the like, market like, okay, like playing crypto the crypto yeah okay all right but, like, but not, what happened not was that specifically just like no okay but it's investing the money and shit yeah and it's unclear what who they took uh the loans from but they took out loans to make these bets mm-hmm. and um caroline ellison basically told well i actually do know where one of the loans came from well tell me in a minute okay because uh what happened was the debtors the creditors came back for the money quicker than they thought Mm -hmm. and they didn't have the money in within alameda so they just took it from ftx's customer like (laughs) like a customer would like give them whatever like yeah 500 grand to you know put within these like 10 different tokens and they would just use it for alameda's debts Mm -hmm. wow so who was one of the creditors um so today blockfi do you know yeah it's it's another exchange yeah they uh filed for bankruptcy um they had loaned uh they loaned them 275 million dollars for whatever okay but they were always just kind of like tandemed with one another because also back in july blockfi had already almost filed for bankruptcy and uh FTX came in and gave them like $400 million to save them. So FTX. So they gave, gave them a loan. Okay. And then they still, I don't know when the loan came. Maybe the loan came after they saved them. Or Dude, right. you got to get this mic in front of you. Okay. Sorry. Like, um, that. like this. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. All right. There we go. Kevbo. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so I don't know when the loan came, but, uh, I'm guessing it probably came before because when FTX came to bail them out, uh, they also offered to buy them. So FTX offered to buy BlockFi. BlockFi. Yeah. yeah. See, so that was one of them that I was thinking of that he was like, yeah, well, I, I do think this kid SBF is kind of a, a crook mm-hmm. and a fraud, mm-hmm. but I also do think he didn't realize how much, too much he was taking on at once. Oh, like he just bit off way too much. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Dude, three months before his company goes under, he's trying to buy two other failing um, exchanges. It's fucking one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Um, but you know, when your back's against the wall, yeah, start well, scraping. So basically, I've been trying to get this short version out of this and I can't to fucking clip it for YouTube. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, CZ, uh, after SBF has been talking massive shit about him, mm-hmm. SBF is now asking him to help to combine with him, mm-hmm. but like not being honest about it. He's not being like, we're fucked. I need a bailout. He's being like, no, like for the, it's for the good of the industry. We need to come together. Like okay. still doing this like fucking democratic donor. Like I'm a fucking schmoozeball like that act, uh-huh. but on a Chinese businessman who's clearly not like going to fall for his bullshit. Yeah. He's not a fucking like rich white lady who loves to be buttered up. He's mm-hmm. like, let me see your financials. <laughs> so he basically agreed to bail out SBF and then took a look at the financials and was like, Oh fuck. No, okay. we're not doing this. And that's when he sold off his very large stake of FTT FTX's token. Okay. So he got spooked. Yeah. Um, and SBF will contend that he doesn't think CZ ever intended to actually buy. He just wanted to look at the financials, mm-hmm. but giving the guy the benefit of the doubt, anyone that looked at those financials would know 
that it's fucked. And your financial shouldn't be in like that place to begin with where, you know, that's even a problem for you. Right. And so what happened is that essentially started an old fashioned run. Everybody came for their money. Mm -hmm. And then there was not enough to give people back their money overnight. So they're fucked. They're facing, uh, a DOJ and a, uh, SEC investigation. The same guy that did Enron. is going to do them now. Well, so this, that guy, I guess, I don't even know who the fuck would be left at, uh, FTX to like make this call to appoint a new CEO, but they did. They brought in, uh, John J. Ray, the third. Yeah. That's the Enron guy. Yeah. Okay, JRR three. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Um, or JJR3. I, dude, I was like trying to get a, a sense on who this guy is. He's like a fucking Batman. Like, there's hardly a trace of him on the internet. I don't even know if he's real. All I know about him is that he uh, also helped clean up Enron. Yeah, that's all I really know about him, too. And Enron, like the most famous fucking financial disaster in the world compared to that he goes never in my career have i seen such a complete failure of corporate controls and such a complete absence of trustworthy finance financial information about ftx it's fucking crazy yeah uh can you go to the next and this slide? is the same guy that went through emerald god fucking damn it dude it's um this is the chick yes that's the girl that that she looks like she's like 12 i know right you want me to keep going? Um, I did just want to talk about how their families, like, um, what's his name? SBF's mom is basically like, she like wrote this article that's like, we need to stop blaming people for their bad decisions and like, just like let everyone off the hook. <laughs> just yeah, live yeah. and let be and just Dude, like, you could do whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. So this is what happens. This is called upbringing. Um, they're compliant. Both his parents are compliance lawyers. Okay. Which means for a living, they help businesses comply with SEC and, and the law. So that would mean that they know the ins and outs of the law. Yes. Um, so that's one part that I think is interesting is like, he's SBF. This, this episode is going to come out either Tuesday or Wednesday. And Wednesday... SBF is sitting down with Andrew Ross Sorkin and the New York Times for a virtual interview that he was supposed to come to this conference in person. It's like the fucking neocon con. It's I wonder if like <laughs> the neocon con. Dude, it's like it's crazy. Zelensky's supposed to go. Mike Pence. Well, I wonder if like when he. This is just like some crazy fucking like CIA shit in my head. I guess right now, but that's that's. My jam. Give it to me. All right. Well, he's going to call in, right? And then there's going to be some guy in the back room, like, pinpointing, like, oh, where's he calling from? Where's he calling from? They, like, they know. He? They know. You have to know where he is. Just, well, he's, I'm thinking he's in the Bahamas. I, yeah, that's the thing. I, 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 I think don't if know he, what, what the, he's, like, he says is. he's in the Bahamas. His lawyers say he's in the Bahamas. Like, can they just go arrest him there? I guess not. I, I mean, I think the Bahamas would extradite him. That's what, dude, something weird is going on with this. But I feel like he, it's a good spot that, like, if he needed to just be like, all right, I'm going to, like, fucking, in Russia or whatever. He could just go from there real quick. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, uh, that's uh, uh, Caroline Ellison. Her, uh, her dad worked with the current chairman of the SEC who's now going to investigate her. It all again, comes around. Dude, again, it's a big fucking club, dude. <laughs> it is a big, a big fucking, fucking club. club. <laughs> You're either on one side or the other side, but it doesn't matter which side you're on because they all know each other. That's it, bro. They go to the same parties. <laughs> yep. They do the same eyes wide shut bullshit. 
and you know what's really funny about the FTX thing? Mm. Do you remember the Larry David commercial? <laughs> yes. And he's going around. Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, the Super yeah, Bowl yeah. commercial. He's, he's like, oh, I don't know. Again, like, like I, the, he was right. The stuff we picked to cover, like, I'm not trying to just like cherry pick whatever will be like the most interesting, like clickbaity story, even though I do want like views. This stuff like generally matters because FTX like permeated the culture. They had to, didn't they name, uh, didn't the Rams like name their stadium or someone named their stadium like fucking uh, crypto.com, the Lakers maybe? I think it, I think it is the Lakers, but yeah. yeah. Tom Brady was like, and there's rumors Tom Brady's divorce had nothing to do with football. He just lost so much fucking money in crypto. That just, I was like, <laughs> that's my money, bitch. I'm out. <laughs> no way. I didn't hear that. It's a rumor, but it makes sense. I don't know, but yeah, I, there's definitely a place for it. It just, uh, for what crypto? Yeah. I mean, it yeah. seems like it's here to stay. That's it's, what pisses off, me off about it though, but. Is, is that the inherent underlying technology and I have no crypto. So it's like, I'm not like a crypto bro, but the blockchain technology is sound. Right, it's, it's like really cool. decentralized finance is just a big like deal. Figuring so that, out what to actually use it for. Well, you, you use it so that when, you know, the, the, the government, uh, technology complex find something they don't like that you said and they kick you off your fucking chase account mm -hmm. you can still pay for shit with bitcoin yeah because it's decentralized nobody can touch all that exactly shit. so if you are gonna sign up for crypto and you're, this shit is making you nervous don't use an exchange take the time to study up on what the blockchain is it's a metal wallet yeah yeah exactly something like that um and dude like if you like research that shit you can go really deep into like how how decentralized you want to be because like even those wallets there is a degree to which like they like well you can like take your wallet offline and like put it onto like a fucking flash drive if you wanted to yeah exactly otherwise you have to like remember this one time password that is just like egregiously long or it's also like susceptible to like really advanced hackers yeah or that even. yeah but um and if you lose that password you're fucked you yeah, can't get dude, you can't get it back there's like people who have like lost a hundred million oh, yeah. dollars yeah. oh yeah it's not like oh let me just type in my fucking email so they can like send me my password imagine imagine you bought like 40 bucks worth of, worth of bitcoin in like 2009 and it was worth like five hundred thousand dollars today and you just couldn't get it dude there's like one guy that he paid for like pizza in bitcoin back in like 2000 and whatever i think that was the first bitcoin purchase too yeah and he gave I, the guy he like, was like here's like three bitcoin like i have 10 of them yeah yeah <laughs> holy shit dude but that's the thing too is i guarantee you none of those people even fucking know how to access that at this point no no i mean i know like i've heard stories of people that are just like oh like i know i have a flash drive of like bitcoin somewhere i just don't know where it is yeah it's crazy <sighs> But I mean, I think that's all I have on, on them. On the FT? Um, oh, no. Well, yeah, basically. Well, there. I'll, I'll, I'll give you one more thing on, on their token. So their token was at one point worth like $80. It's still, you can still buy it if yeah, you want to. Yeah, it's worth now like six? Uh, less than two. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah that's called fraud. Yeah. I, the thing I still don't understand is uh, why he's not in jail. I guess, I guess right now, like it, it is the benefit of the doubt is that like... He, he really just overextended himself. But I think these SEC investigations are going to like find out that what, what was happening between FTX and Alameda. Mm -hmm. That's going to be the real. The connection. Yeah. The, like what happened. The who done it. Yeah. That's going to be where the, that's where the smoke is anyway. So the smoke, there's fire. Well, we'll see when he does the who New York Times, you said. 
Yeah, on Wednesday. So we'll see what happens with that. It's going to be fascinating. You ever see the interview with him and uh, I think it's Anderson Cooper? No. He's just shaking the whole time. He's, the, he's literally like like anxiety, like riddled. Or drugs. Uh, probably both. I just, I assume a lot of times that like very high profile people and the people that are, or maybe not high profile, but a lot of people that got a lot of shit done, like Elon Musk and like they run these big companies, like they have to be on this like cocktail of drugs that just like keeps you going all the time, you know? Cause I just don't understand how they, how they operate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, there's like a massive rumor that Trump is basically just running on speed balls all day. Yeah. And it's like, oh, like they take Xanax and then they take like fucking, you know, uh, Vivance or fucking uh, uh, what's cocaine the to bring me up, uh, cocaine to bring me up or what's the fucking the popular ADHD one? Uh, Adderall. Yeah. I was going to say for like, I we have an Adderall shortage right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like, oh, dude, I know so many people on Adderall. I know so many people on Adderall and I see all these numbers that it's like, oh, like, you know, like the most people ever uh, like are now taking ADHD medicine and all this stuff. And it's like, oh, big uptick in the last like five years. And I'm just like, and they still haven't given me any, like I haven't gotten anything. <laughs> well, did you ask for something? <laughs> no, I didn't ask yeah. for any. I'm just like surprised. <laughs> uh, our, te awful. our teachers wanted me on Ritalin. I believe it. That's what they told my parents. You were doing cartwheels in the back of the room. So. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> All right. Okay. Back. Now we're back. Now we're back. Again, lost about 15 minutes of video. Sorry. <laughs> it's it's what we do. You it know, we just, we just overcome roadblock after roadblock and we, we're still here. We're adapt, still here. Overcome. All right. You know who has a big roadblock? Balenciaga? Balenciaga. <laughs> Dude. What the fuck? They're just openly marketing pedophilia, I guess. What the fuck? And... Look at that picture, bro. I know, I know. There's there's, there's three different dog collars. Yeah, <laughs> there are three different dog collars. I originally thought, because... Mike. I originally thought when you told me about this that the actual kids were going to be in the bondage outfit. Yeah, I mean, at least they're not. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. It, I like how that's a bar. At least the kids aren't the ones in I leather. Mean, I, I, the way I read it, I was like, holy shit. Um, but also, like, would you have been surprised? Uh... Yeah, I guess. I guess still maybe yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's a sight for sore eyes, you know? Yeah. It's a sight for pedo eyes. Yeah, pedo eyes. Um, but you yeah. You hard over there? What the fuck, Kev? Uh, no, I'm just trying to like <laughs> make sense of this. Why do you think they did this? <laughs> I, dude, that's the thing I'm trying to figure out is like, because they like disavowed all of it. They were like, Balenciaga in a statement was like, oh, we're, we're like, I think they're suing the production company that they, they're blaming this on. There's a lawsuit against the ad team yeah so like i guess i guess they outsourced the the advertising to like a marketing company i mean like the thing about fashion is they're always trying to be edgy <laughs> fucking went edgy on this one it was nobody in the room like hey maybe we don't uh put Have the fucking two-year-old hold the teddy bear yeah equipment that's wearing, I mean, are you fucking kidding me what do you what do you call that like mesh stuff uh and like assless net? chaps yeah fucking fishnet bra on a teddy bear with eyeshadow and it's terrible because like you can i mean i guess i don't know for sure but that there's a very good chance that that kid has no fucking idea what's going on do you think the little see how there's like a little bunny yeah you think that's like the gimp or like the sex slave the gimp. Like, okay. yeah all right maybe <laughs> um and but then so there's another video another picture and in it 
Um, it might be that picture right there. There's like a well, doc. Looks, he looks okay. In this one. That's the new one. That's what they released after. Oh, this is the, yeah, the yeah. makeup for it. Yeah. Well, I'm, so my question is, if you were the CEO of Balenciaga, wouldn't you just not use kids anymore? Wouldn't you just like stop putting children in your ads? I agree. Like why the new one still has a fucking kid looking like he's trying to be like straight out of Compton. Yeah. Just don't use kids. I, yeah, I just, I never understood like the, well, and, and how is that stuff? I guess. How is I, that? I thought Balenciaga I don't was so. like a fucking, like it's a, a luxury, luxury brand. It is. You know? And that's why I'm like, like, what, what are you getting out of that? I guess the controversy and the, and the shit storm. Are you kidding me? Look at that kid's fucking shoes. You don't want those goddamn shoes. I really don't. <laughs> I could not want red shoes any less than I do. And he's just wearing shoes black fucking sweatpants ugly. and like a. Hey, he's thugging, bro. I guess it says he's been thugging all his life. So, you know, um, Kim Kardashian, who like had been a major brand ambassador for them is, uh, <laughs> was like as a mother this is horrible and also I don't know what I'm going to do yet she was like oh I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do she's yet like, reconsider, she's, she says she's considering her like status as a brand ambassador but she doesn't know I, th- I think she's going to stay on if you don't immediately jump shit right, I agree I mean I thought it should have just been immediate action but whatever yeah. your boy Hassan Piker that you like you, right uh, I know who you're talking about, but no, uh, I don't. We've done this before. Yeah, I know. I'm just gonna, we're going to keep it doing it forever. I'm like, I know who he is and everything, but he, like, he's not my boy. Dude, he fucking, <laughs> the next, the very next morning, he like took like a video with him wearing Balenciaga sunglasses. Are you serious? Yeah. Like what, a, like a, what a weird thing to be like, not only am I not going to like denounce this, but also. I'm just going to join in on the phone. Yeah. Cause pedophile, pedophilia is fun. <laughs> I don't terrible, know, dude. But I mean, I guess the, you know. It shows the good side of the power of the internet in a weird way because everybody kind of banded together to be like, yeah, this is fucking awful. And, you know, now things are kind of happening. Yeah. We'll see what actually happens, but nothing is going to happen. I know. It's going to, we're not, nobody's going to remember this in a week. No. But that's, we're, we're trying to think of like new segments. And I feel like I want to like build a segment around like, just what the fuck are you doing? Like, oh, that, like every, a, every week, just like, doing, what the fuck thing? are you doing? Why would you do that? Just makes no sense. Look how the like, details. Common sense ain't so common. <sighs> Mr. Myers. <laughs> common sense goes a long way. <laughs> it's fucking leg up on the thing. <laughs> it was flexible. Uh, but also, so. I think it's it's either that picture or there's another picture. There's a piece of paper with a court document on it. I, I saw that today or and, something. And like that. that document is like the uh it had the, something the ruling of like porn. Yeah, like a like a Supreme Court case. Right. That and was I like actually, this is child porn. Like like what are you doing? I saw another one of those things where they have an ad and it's two books and the books are also about child porn or something like that. Yes. That was the new one. Yeah. What the fuck? They're like, all right, we'll take out the also, actual s but we still need to refer to child pornography. It's still a brand. Uh, I don't know. But like, why are they staging these things back there? Who is looking these up? Who's just being like, yeah, that thing. Let me just Google that real fast and make sure like that's the, not the child, the child porn books. Yeah. No, they're not Googling them. They have them in their libraries. And they're okay, like, well, hey, I, actually, I got a good idea. You know, that makes sense. I yeah. I should have yeah. thought about that one. Just but, page three and four are really sticky. But other than that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck! I had something. I lost it. Oh, but like, not a single person in the marketing department was like, "Hey, guys, maybe not." 
What do you just, you know, just as an exercise, let's think about what the response might be. I'd be like, let's just go show this to like 10 random people yeah. around the company. No, they're going to a couple raw reactions. They're going to love it. Don't even waste your time. <laughs> Everyone's going to love this. We polled everybody. Everybody uh, loves bondage. My eight year old loves her bondage teddy bear. She fucking hangs it every night. Sickos, bro. A lot of sickos out there. Yeah. Anyway, I, we had to we had to sneak that one in for the algo. Yeah, because child yeah. porn always gets the algo going. Little PizzaGate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now to some uh, slightly more horrifying news. Which which horrifying news do you want to go into? Well, this is this is apparently the mass shootings podcast because okay, yeah. Uh, every episode we record, there's a mass shooting. These ones are at least these happened a couple days ago. Yeah, like less than a week old, as opposed to a 24 hour fresh. Yeah, we had a couple in a row. There have there also have been a couple, like today and yesterday. Just not as yeah, not big ones. Yeah. Living in America. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, you want you want to you want to expand upon? All right. So we got the first one. In Colorado Springs was at a gay nightclub. This guy, Anderson Lee Aldrich, he walked in there with a long rifle, which I'm just guessing is a rifle. Um, well, obviously it's a rifle. I don't know fucking guns, so it's some sort of some sort of rifle. And he also had a handgun. Went in there, shot five people, and then two guys subdued him. You told me they literally stomped his face in. Yeah, it was. Well, I'll pull the picture up here for the for the viewers. Um, yeah. So this was another guy that kind of got away. He should have been flagged. Oh, dude. What, he threatened to blow his mother up with a bomb? He got... So, this happened last year. I don't exactly know, like, when mm. last year. Mm. But, yeah, he threatened to blow up his mom with a bomb. So, he got he got cited on kidnapping charges because he technically kidnapped his mom in order to do that, I suppose. So he, the, didn't, he didn't get a... So, the whole neighborhood gets fucking uh, evacuated. They finally, like, calm him down and everything. Nobody reports it. Goes just like... <laughs> You know, on deaf ears. So then no red flag comes up when he goes to buy his fucking thing. Keep going. Um, they they don't know. They said they are his guns. They don't know when he bought them. Uh, but that's kind of where that's at. The, there's an interview with his dad. And uh, we're going to we'll clip it in right here right now. He, uh, <laughs> Is yeah. that talking? Um, Hates the gays. If, yeah, you got to, that interview just told the whole story to me. I mean, that kid was probably just fucked up from the get-go. His dad was literally saying how he fucking. Yeah, thank God my son's not gay. He's only a murderer. Yeah, yeah. He taught him violence at a young age because violence gets results quickly. And they said he he was relieved after he found out that his son went to the gay club, but he found out that he wasn't gay because at first he was like, oh, I thought he was gay. And then blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's, I mean, I, that guy's on something. Well, yeah, I was going to say he also looks like he's cracked out. Yeah. So I don't know. Some like failed reality TV show star. Which fucking, I couldn't believe. I, I wouldn't let that guy anywhere near a camera. I definitely wouldn't let him have kids. So that happened at Club Q, Colorado Springs. Um, and then we have the Walmart in Chesapeake, Virginia. Virginia, Andre. Bing. How many? How many died in Colorado? Six? Five uh, or six? No, five in Colorado. Six in Virginia. Yeah. Okay. Go on. But uh, I think he shot nineteen other people in Virginia. On top of that, really? Uh, yeah. Like I think there was nineteen other injured. Oh my god, that's a spree right there. Um, wait, hold on. Let me go to the thing. I put it in this slot. 
Uh, yeah, you got it. Yeah, the Colorado one, 19 others were injured. Um, Wait, what? The Colorado one, 19 others were injured? Yeah. Oh, I did. I did reverse that. So, yeah, the Colorado one. Oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, they, but they like. So they, he, he was lighting it up in club there. goers got him eventually though. Right. Yeah. And one of them was a uh, petty Navy officer. Yeah. Uh, wait, so he, he basically went in there with a rifle and was just, he had a handgun and a rifle, but he didn't use the handgun. Well, I mean, that's what it seems like considering he clipped, I mean, a total of 24 people. That's crazy. He only dude. got five of them, I guess in terms of numbers oh, is good. And now he's identifying as non-binary according to his lawyers. Oh yeah. I don't. And now you don't hear about it. Right. Interesting. <laughs> I do think that's bullshit. But anyway, go on about the, um, the other one. The, yeah. Okay. So the other one happened in Virginia, the, this fucking Walmart supervisor, manager or whatever. He'd worked there since 2010, which I think is like a, a pretty big detail of the story because imagine just like working with somebody for like 10 years, going into work with them day after day, just like, you know, yeah. thinking nothing of it. And then this person just fucking snaps and he kills. That's six the thing people. though, dude is there's uh, almost um, and I haven't read up too much on the Virginia one, mm -hmm. but almost all of these, somebody is always like, yeah, in retrospect, we could have seen that coming. Like he bought the gun that morning and his, he left a death note. That's what they called it. Yeah. Um, he killed himself, right? Yeah. He killed himself in the break room after Which that. to be fair, I wouldn't kill anyone else, but if I worked at Walmart for 12 years, I would definitely kill myself. Fair. Yeah. Um, but he said, I was harassed by idiots with low intelligence and a lack of wisdom. Join the club. <laughs> the associates gave me evil, twisted grins, mocked me, and celebrated my downfall the last day. He also talked about uh, the devil and how he was like, No, oh, is that right? Or maybe it was the Colorado one. One of them was like, like There are demons inside of me. Um, <laughs> anyway, go on. I'm sorry. It's probably the Colorado one. I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's all. His name was Andre Bing. Celebrated my downfall to the last day. Well, yeah. So those were two pretty terrible ones. And I mean, we didn't really talk about this one at all, but this one also happened in Virginia. The fucking former football player for UVA went out and shot three like, oh current God, players. I forgot about that one. Fucking nuts. That was like two weeks ago, right? Uh, Yeah, about two weeks ago. They canceled their last home game, which kind of sucks for like seniors because like they're done now. Yeah, it probably sucks more for the guys who died though. That's definitely true. <laughs> but you know, everybody, you know, it sucks for everybody. Living in America. Well. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I. So that's your local shooting news. Yeah. This is our most consistent segment, just by accident. The shooters? Yeah, there's literally- Who shot you? Who shot you? <laughs> um, I don't know, dude. It's it's tough to like see this every week and and not be like, take all the guns. Uh, I was going to just ask you, is it a gun problem or is it a mental health problem? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely both. It's definitely both. Like, Which I don't think- you say it is more? It has to be more mental health because- Guns are not new. And before Columbine in 99, this was not happening like every week the way it is now. <laughs> I, like it's it's tough because there's a lot of different perspectives. No, no, it's fucking ridiculous. I don't people like people are just popping off for the dumbest shit. I mean, like I, I even said it. I thought it would there was like an ideology behind this right away because like that's usually how they spin it. It's like, oh, somebody hates black people, somebody hates Asian people, yeah. somebody hates yeah. like this group of people. We'll never let a good crisis go to waste. Well, you right. Can, you can sell fucking hatred themed t shirts if you, you know. Yeah, whatever helps your little story. Well, that, but that's that's what pisses me off about the whole discourse surrounding this subject is that 
<laughs> almost without fail, almost every person that's like a, a social figure with a following, mm-hmm. you know exactly what they're going to say. Like, depending on where they lean politically, they're either going to blame guns or blame mental health. Like if you're a Republican, you not because you believe that mental health is a problem in this country, also you'd actually be fucking doing something about it, mm-hmm. but because you just don't want your guns getting taken away, you immediately go to the mental health angle, which is frustrating because then it diminishes that argument in the eyes of the left who are now ignoring serious mental health issues because they don't want the guns to not be blamed. It's like, Okay, it's so they're, they're diluting the fact that there is an actual mental health issue exactly. because they're just trying to actively fight guns. Exactly. <laughs> and it's it's very hard for me now to be like, this is this is not how our system was designed. Because I think it was. It was designed for gridlock. It was designed so that both sides can put up a fight mm-hmm. and ultimately when they fail, they can blame the other side and still convince their people. No, it was, it was their fault. It was, it was their fault yeah. that this didn't happen. Yeah. Well, it is. You're right. I mean, it is set up that way. And then it, it's also set up in the fact that like, if you don't get your way now, if you wait long enough and things change your way for your party, you will eventually get what you want. Okay. <laughs> our, our video is spotty because I think the CCP or somebody found out we were talking about them and uh, just started turning my camera off. They hacked our, our very new highly tech uh, facility here. Yes. If anyone, um, if anyone is a uh, expert in lighting or audio or has any knowledge on that, please feedback is appreciated. The, the lighting is not great right now, honestly, cause I threw it together in a hurry, but uh I mean, neither of us have you. You've never done a podcast before, right? Uh, no, not before this one. Okay, so neither of us have ever done this before, and we're just kind of free balling it. <laughs> free ball. So, any kind of tip on just like, hey, like put the light like in this position, or like mm. you know, do this with your phone, record on this, and like yeah. you know, use this for something else. Anything helps because, I mean, we just fucking threw together. I mean, I think we did a pretty damn good job. You did most of the work, obviously. You did a pretty damn good job. But, um, you know, help is always appreciated. All right. Let's uh, l- let's get into our last story because I think that was a good sign from the universe that mass shootings are too depressing. And Yeah, I agree. I don't really want to cover them. I agree. Do you, do you just have kind of like facts on them and then it's just, yeah, just yeah. sad after Those that. are the facts. No commentary. Sad. Fucked up. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Last story of the day, Trump, who announced his 2024 candidacy. I don't think we covered that, right? Mm -mm. I think I was in Ireland. Um, He met with, I think in Mar-a-Lago, he met with... uh, Trump met with or Kanye met Trump with? met with Kanye. Con- uh, yeah. Oh, well, they both. I guess they both announced 2024 runs. Yeah. Didn't Kanye? Didn't he technically run last time? Yeah, I think he did technically file, or I think he like failed to file. I don't know. Okay. That's why, like, I can't take him seriously with this. Yeah. Shit. I mean, I don't. I, I'm and I, I do. Like, I'm. I was. Uh, again, like and I said this in the last podcast. Like, I don't. You can't support anything Kanye said. Like, obviously, it was fucking wrong. But like. I do think he is gen generally and genuinely misunderstood. Like, I don't think, I don't think he's actually someone who like hates Jewish people. I, I agree with you, but um, I think he's, ha- he has this weird interpretation of like, 
like the the lost tribes of Judah, which is like really like esoteric, like you know Christian, like I don't know. You you have to like really study the Bible to understand. I think that's like something that is relevant today where like you're actually mm-hmm. you're tracing your lineage all the way back to a family in the Bible. So you got to be in it. Yes. Yes. So I, I think whatever pastor he spoke to or whoever, you know, uh, like I think he got a hold of an idea and is like running with it rather than like actually that's what I was gonna say. coming from a place of hatred in his heart. That being said, the two people he showed up to Mar-a-Lago with do to me strike me as people who are legitimately filled with hatred. Milo Yiannopoulos? Yeah, Milo Yiannopoulos and uh, Nick Fuentes. I don't is know. Milo? Yeah, Milo. Milo. I don't know much about this Fuentes guy. Um, everything I'm reading online is that, like he's like a open white nationalist. It's it's tough like on Twitter and, and YouTube because everybody is just such like a fucking liar. Like they would say that about anyone they don't like. You know what I mean? Like that's like, that's like the criticism is like if, like yesterday I saw Elon, uh, he was just like questioning somebody. He was like, Oh, I forget what it was, but because that person was Jewish, the Jerusalem post was like, Elon Musk criticizes Jewish person, blah, blah, blah. Like, and everyone's like, Oh, like this is hints of anti-Semitism. It's like, you have to, you, you can't not criticize someone because of their race. That's right. reverse because racism. Because you criticize somebody and they happen to be Jewish doesn't mean you hate all Jewish people. I'm going to find it. Hold on. Uh, but anyway, so Trump didn't know that Fuentes and Milo were coming because they're both pretty well known for... Oh, really? So he was just like... Uh come on Kanye and Kanye brought them Kanye brought them <laughs> and he said all right so Kanye. Trump's like excuse for like I guess letting them in and him not knowing who they were was because uh he was wearing a white hood uh who was Milo uh so some, he goes some, some so this is a direct quote from Trump the guy shows up in a white hood and I thought that's some kind of wacko I thought since he was a friend of Ye's, maybe it was some weird new fashion Ye was trying to sell. Oh my God. He's been dropped by a lot of companies and has been treated very unfairly. Then I thought, is this Mike Lindell? He's the MyPillow guy, but he sells things besides pillows, like sheets. He's kind of a joker. Mike is a lot of fun, but the press doesn't report that. They've been very nasty to him. Whoever it was, I didn't think it was very smart to be wearing white to dinner with me. When I eat a lot of, when I eat, a lot of ketchup goes flying. Who would wear a white hood when they know they're going to get hit by ketchup? Only a wacko or a joker. Anyway, he didn't get any ketchup on the hood, so everything was fine. This is, that was on True Social? That was from the New Yorker. That was Trump's, no, that was just his quote about how he didn't know Kanye was showing up. He was like talking to the New Yorker? Uh, I don't know exactly who he's talking to. That's just where I pulled the quote from. I mean, listen, I, I, I defended Trump a lot from like 20, basically from like even before he was elected, not because I voted for him, which I didn't. Not because I like him, which I don't, mm-hmm. but because I think people went after him for the wrong things. And the, the media was very unfair to him because, first of all, they gave him more free uh, airtime when he was running than any candidate in the history of TV. So they created him mm-hmm. and then they demonized him uh, and created this toxic culture where like 
everything you don't like is racist and homophobic and misogynistic. Um, but Trump is a fucking moron. Yeah. He like just hearing that is like literally like <laughs> the unintelligible drivel of like, it's, it's, it, it's actually a better strategy for Joe Biden to have a terrible grasp on the English language than it is for, for Trump to speak. Cause even though they're words, they are actual words coming out of his mouth as opposed to like Biden's literal drivel. Mm -hmm. They are the furthest thing from like, it just reminds me every time whenever he talks, I want that guy from uh, Billy Madison to be like, what you just said made no sense. Everybody in this room is now stupider. Now I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> like it, it was, it was very entertaining for a long time, especially, Especially when you hear him and his like lullaby melodic cadence, mm -hmm. when you just hear like the words or read them, you're like, how the fuck did this guy? Well, that is what it is a lot of the time, actually. Like when you put it on paper and you like read it to yourself is yeah. when you're like, what the fuck did he just say? Yeah. Well, he has like a, uh, like a charisma that's like, all right, I know what he said is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but he just he plays looking. it off. Well, I kind of get what you're getting at. Yeah. There. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is the this is the tweet I just wanted to say. He was uh, Alexander Vindman was like a colonel in uh, I can't remember. He was like significant for a while because he stood up to Trump or something. Mm -hmm. um, and he's who Elon Musk criticized because and I'm going to post these here. Uh, I'm going to here. I'm going to DM this to you too. Mm -hmm. There's like 500 people all tweeting the exact same thing word for word about Elon Musk. The tweet is kind of weird that at Elon Musk gets to decide how like half a billion people communicate way too much power for one erratic individual to wield. Don't you think that's word for word? I'm looking at this guy's post and I'll, I'm going to put the tweet in the video. Mm -hmm. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. There's like 12 people here that all tweeted the same thing. And one of them is this guy, Colonel Alexander Vindman, who's verified. Like he's not a bot. Does it say official in his thing? Yeah. Yeah. He's an official, you know, he was a colonel and I can't remember exactly where, but I don't know if it was like the National Guard or he's a lieutenant colonel. Mm -hmm. And then a guy reacts to this tweet because Elon, I think, was like, oh my God said something about it. And the guy was douchey or just straight up anti-Semitic. Musk's tweet deliberately or not evoked an anti-Semitic trope that Jews are puppeteers who secretly wield power over various institutions or that they are puppets of the Israeli government. That's what Musk said. He said, it's clear that, uh, Vindman is both a puppet and a puppeteer. The question is who's pulling the strings. Mm -hmm. N never once said anything about Ju Judaism. No, right. I, I mean, and and then Vinman said that. Not Vinman, the Jerusalem Post. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, and that's that's like the, everything I don't like is racist. Everything I don't like is anti-Semitic. Like we go through the the circles of it. You oh, know, you're gonna say the same cycle. Yeah, yeah. Over. They just they change the flavor a little bit. Oh, you're transphobic this week, Dave Chappelle. Next week, you're fucking yeah anti-Semitic. It's you know. It's the same same dance, just different clothing. Mm -hmm. I I don't remember what it was, where I was getting at with that. Um, Kanye. Trump. And these these are like uh, this is why I legitimately believe Trump didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Again, he's so he's he's a moron. And the reason this is important in the greater context is. I think DeSantis is going to run. I think Mike Pence is going to run. Do you think it would be smarter for DeSantis to wait for the next presidential bid? I, I certainly thought that 
a month ago. Um, I'm, I'm starting to think right now is actually his best chance. Uh, I mean, I agree because, because whoever what happened after the midterms and everything like that. Yes. And whoever beats Trump, if they can beat Trump is going to walk to the presidency. Yeah. Because Joe Biden is, and I, it, I, it looks like they're going to plan to run him is maybe the only candidate in the world that could lose to Donald Trump in the, in the general. That. Like if Trump somehow won the Republican nomination oh, oh, and the Democrats put up beat anyone else besides maybe Hillary, <sighs> they could, uh, came back? Oh my God. dude, they could honestly probably even put up Kamala Harris as much as she has done absolutely nothing and still beat Trump because that's how many people hate, hate that. him. I'm just, you know, saying like, it, it's so dumb that they're running Joe Biden. It's so dumb. He just has to not shit his pants on the national stage. Do you know how much that's asking of him? I mean, he get, he's going to get very, very close. And it's like a very real thing that could happen. It's legit. Like, he's probably going to wear a diaper. But they just have to make sure that doesn't no, happen. No, they probably won't debate him. He can say whatever he wants. Who? Biden. They can both say whatever they want. No, but like, he just like goes off on a thing and everyone's like, what did you just say? And then it's fine. It's like, no problem. Yeah. He's just old. Ha ha. Joe's old. Well, that's the thing. We, uh, the last podcast recorded, I think two weeks ago, I, Some someone was like, oh, you know, someone, someone DM me and they're like, oh, look, Joe Biden, like making a fucking gaffe. I was like, yeah, DM me when he like makes a complete sentence. Yeah, that's the news. Right. Like, I don't like, you don't have to show me complete thought that he's embarrassing himself. He's that's par for the course. So many blunders. Like the thing when you, he's reading like the card and he's like, turn card over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> it's fucking, it's crazy, dude. Uh, corn pop is still my favorite. I mean, we live in a, like a dystopia. It, like every, every time I'm just looking around, like, <laughs> electronic billboards that move and fucking just like jump out at you. Our president is fucking illiterate. Can't speak. <laughs> I watched Dr. Oz fucking debate a guy that could also barely speak. Dude, did you see, I saw the funniest, uh, anchorman mean about that. Uh, uh, Oz. Uh, yeah. Um, and as far as like 2024 goes and DeSantis, like I think we, we didn't get a chance to cover this, uh, post midterms, but like what, and I, and I wrote up sort of what the midterms meant for the Republican party going forward vis-a-vis -vis DeSantis and Trump. And you can find that on nextgenforward.com. But essentially almost all of Trump's candidates, Trump back candidates lost. Carrie Lake lost in, uh, Arizona. Mm -hmm. It's the only one I got wrong, by the way. Um, what's, uh, in PA, they lost mm -hmm. everything. Is well, Herschel's still to be decided. Right? Yeah, Georgia's the last last one. The runoff is going to be. I think early voting is already starting for Georgia. Um, if you live in Georgia, and what do they need that just to like? It's just that that's actually pretty inconsequential like stop now. The bleeding a little bit now. Yeah, well, the the Dems already have the uh, Senate. Well, right, it, it would just be another seat at this point. They just wouldn't need the the tiebreaker. So if the Republicans got in, mm -hmm. got the White House in twenty four, the Dems would still have the Senate. Well, but it, you know that could change because of special elections and people retiring and shit. But oh, okay, um, yeah, and yeah, that's pretty much it, right? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't have anything else. Yeah. First, first episode with the, with the new sound, we're going to have to get more, uh, 
disciplined about putting our faces in front of the mics, but the audio is definitely yeah, be better. Yeah, dial it in a little bit, but the, we'll be all right. The audio is better this one than the last one for sure. Again, can, tips or tricks, maybe like a tip of like, hey, like if you just keep your hand on the mic, you won't go away from it so much. No, you're used to doing that too. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind doing it. Yeah. Like, like can you, like, does it sound any different? Don't be doing that. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> all right.